everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we're talking about the transfiguration. Why did Moses and Elijah show up on that mountain? Whenever you read commentaries on the transfiguration, a lot of people get hung up on the location of the mountain. Scholars disagree on its location, but the good news is we don't have to know the precise location of the mountain in order to understand the story. And while we don't know exactly which mountain it was, we know that back in the Old Testament, Elijah and Moses both had significant encounters with God atop a mountain, taking the phrase mountaintop experience quite literally. Today's mountaintop story starts out pretty simple. Jesus takes a few of his disciples up a mountain, which makes sense as it would provide a great amount of privacy far away from the rest of civilization. And who does Jesus take up the mountain? Peter, James, and John, his closest guys, or said differently, his inner circle. In Matthew 17, verse 2, we read, And he, referring to Jesus, was transfigured before them, Peter, James, and John, and his face, Jesus's, shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. Think about this. Peter, James, and John knew the Old Testament stories. When Moses came back down after his mountaintop experience, his face was shining. But in this instance, it's important to note a distinction. Moses reflected the glory of God, whereas Jesus' shining face was revealing his own glory. Another detail that's worth noting is that Jesus' clothes became white as light. According to one commentator, wherever the Greek word for white is used in other places in the New Testament in regard to clothing, it always refers to either angels, beings surrounded with glory, or to the garments of saints who have entered or will enter a glorified state in heaven. So, when we read, Jesus' face was shining and his clothes were white, we need to mentally associate the glory of God and the future glorified state of a human body with this event. But why? Why would Jesus want to show himself to the disciples in this way? Knowing what we know about Peter, James, and John, that they were Jesus's inner circle, and knowing specifically what we do about Peter, that he knew Jesus was the Christ, we're left to conclude that Jesus simply wanted to expand their understanding of who he was. Jesus gave them a brief glimpse of what it looks like to see him in glory. Think about this a little more. In chapter 16, Jesus had told them about his death and resurrection just prior to their trip up the mountain. But now, after hearing the bad news, Jesus showed them his power. He would be victorious over the grave and return to the glorified state they got a brief glimpse of on the mountaintop. Although the disciples didn't fully understand what was happening, as made clear by Peter's willingness to make tents, Jesus was expanding their understanding of who he was. But at the same time, however, Peter's offer to make tents wasn't as far out of left field as we might think. Back in the Old Testament, God's people celebrated the Feast of Booths. Sometimes it's called the Feast of Tabernacles. They celebrated it every year for seven days. The feast looked forward to the time when the Israelites would finally dwell in the Promised Land, finding ultimate rest and peace. I love how one commentator puts it. He said, They anticipated kingdom conditions. Peter was associating the glorified state in which he was seeing Jesus with the future kingdom, when glory is revealed in full. But the time, however, was not at hand. This event, the transfiguration, was just a preview of what was to come. And you might be wondering, well, why were Moses and Elijah there? Remember, Jesus was teaching Peter, James, and John about his identity, and 
all throughout the Old Testament, the coming of Jesus is prophesied. One of the most famous foretellings of Jesus's arrival on this earth said that he would be a prophet like Moses. That's Deuteronomy 18.18. Moses provided God's people with the law. That's the Mosaic Covenant, the instruction under which God's people were to live. Moses met with God atop a mountain, and he taught the people about the Savior who'd come. He would be like Moses. And then we've got Elijah. Back in the Old Testament, Elijah led God's people back to the law after one of their greatest seasons of rebellion. Additionally, there are some really interesting prophecies about Elijah in the book of Malachi. Remember, the key word for the book of Matthew is fulfilled. That's a scene we see scattered all throughout the book. Jesus didn't come to throw out the Old Testament. Rather, he came to fulfill it. The whole Old Testament points to him. He was the prophet like Moses. And Jesus wanted Peter, James, and John to understand this reality. But what does this mean for us? What can we learn from the transfiguration? I think there's something to recognizing that Jesus wanted Peter, James, and John to understand, more fully at least, who Jesus was. And as I sat and thought about the story in preparation for today's episode, I was reminded of Jeremiah 9, verses 23 and 24, which says, Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. Take some time today to think about who God is, that we can know Him. And I'm so glad we're on this journey together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.